Nicholas. What is up? Nothing much, nothing much. Hello, everyone. Sorry for the virtual episodes. Both today's episode and the next episode will be virtual because the AC went out in the new office and it is horrifically hot. No one wants to have to go through that. So uh, we are going to do ahead, go ahead and do it like this. Uh, but don't mm -hmm. worry, we still have two awesome shows in store for you guys. Uh, lots of news to talk about today. We actually had to get rid of a few stories because there was so much news to talk about. Yes, very big week. And by the way, stick around for the box office because uh, have you taken a peek at it yet? I'm not. It's wild. It's wild. Okay. So <laughs> uh, let's kick off things with our first story. Nicholas, what do you got for us first? Yeah. First story comes to us from The Hollywood Reporter. A new Jurassic World movie is in the works with David Coep writing it. Uh, David Coep is who uh, penned the original. Jurassic Park movie and its sequel with Spielberg. Yes, yeah, so I found this very interesting. One because they say it's with there's whis if you read the article there's whispers of a 2025 release date and I'm like are they about to start shooting this bitch? Like how how they deep gotta do that yesterday. Yeah, like how deep into the new Jurassic World movie were we and we didn't even know. Um but yeah, I thought this was interesting because, you know, obviously you're going to keep making Jurassic World movies if you're universal. It's a huge moneymaker. I think each one in the new trilogy made over a billion dollars. Wild. Being bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I like the first one a lot. I like the first oh, Jurassic like the World movie. One. I think the second one had some interesting concepts, but the third one was just a mess. I agree. I agree. But um, I, I think it's interesting going back to uh, David Coe. I think that's really interesting. Especially because um, the products, the projects being very under the radar, and according to uh, the article in Hollywood Reporter, there's no director set yet. And but I mean, obviously Frank Marshall's involved. He's been involved in all of these films. And like, I'm really just curious as to like who approached who and like what's going on with with all that stuff, you know? So mm -hmm. I I am curious. And uh, you know, David Coop, he's a very interesting screenwriter. He wrote the original Mission Impossible film. He wrote the original one of the writers in the original Spider Man. And he also wrote Crystal Skull and Dial of Destiny. But you know, that shit happens. But um, I here's my question. Do you think him writing this project and Amblin is confirmed to be producing it again, Amblin Entertainment? Mm -hmm. Over or under, I'll put the line at half, over or under 50% Spielberg directs this movie. Ooh, under. Yeah? I'm going under. I think that Spielberg's at a point in his career where I don't think he necessarily wants to return back to some of you know go back to the well i think he wants to sort of move forward and take things in, in new directions correct but let me let me run something by you someone comes up to you and says hey there's a new jurassic world movie coming out what's your first reaction oh boy then they say oh and by the way spielberg's coming back to direct you have intrigue. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. They raise up. So, it, and look, I'm not saying he is. I'm yeah. just saying the last time, the last two times this guy wrote a Jurassic Park movie, Steven Spielberg directed it. Mm -hmm. So maybe they have a good relationship. Maybe something's going on there. Um, I'm interested regardless because uh, I, I want to see kind of where they go with this because it says it's a new Jurassic World movie. So they're going to keep that monocle and probably continue that world. So I wonder where you go from here. 
I just hope they but don't get the, back into like clone children. Well, what's interesting too is the article says that it would be like a new era, so it kind of rules out the casts and everything returning mm-hmm. per what the article's saying, but that could also just mean anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know you know who I'd love to see direct a Who's Jurassic that? Park movie? Is um You'll know his name. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. He was a big director with The Walking Dead. Uh, Frank Um, Darabout. Not him. The other one. He was the guy who started with, like, he did the monster effects to begin with. Oh, Greg Nicotero. Yeah. That would be a cool choice. He always had some cool Walking Dead episodes. I don't know why I feel like he'd be an interesting choice. Hey, yeah. No, I'd be very interested to see who they get as well. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, what do you guys think about David Coop returning to write a new Jurassic World movie? Uh, he was the writer of the original, one of one of the best movies of all time. Let us know in the comments below as we move on to our next story. Nicholas, what do you got for us next? Uh, our next story comes to us from Deadline. The Book of Eli prequel series starring John Boyega hits the marketplace. Yeah, so um, I just, this would be a quick one. I just thought this was interesting. Uh, the Book of Eli was a movie that came out in 2010, I believe, starring Denzel Washington. And it was like kind of a hit. Like it didn't make insane money, but for like a no, for like a no um, franchise film, it really did kind of well. And uh, for those who have seen the movie, I won't give, give it away here, but the uh, the twist of what's going on in that movie is rather interesting. And uh, it's kind of... Uh, it was a good story, and I think that the doing this is seemingly out of nowhere, and especially kind of John Boyega being attached. You know, I, I think it's an interesting move from John Boyega because I know he he kind of wants to, you know, so su- su- what what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of put himself into the ground of saying like, I want to go in a certain creative place, a certain creative way, and do my own thing. You know, he's did big blockbusters early, and he is like, look. It was fun, but I don't want to be kind of defined by that. So kind of going on this series is interesting. So I just thought it was an interesting move for him. And, uh, you know, hearing this, you know, if you didn't have interest in the show, does this spark interest in you? Um, Does it say who, like, what, where it's going to be played on? No. Hold on. Let me pull it up here. Yeah. I mean, like, I haven't seen the original book of Eli. Um, I think it's interesting with what John Boyega has said in the past about, you know, kind of breaking away from franchises, but then going and starring in a TV show based on a movie was interesting. But I think if he's involved, there's probably going to be some creative pivot that he's probably pushing toward. I mean, he's a great actor. That's yeah, and and also like yeah, yeah, it's technically a movie, but it was a a one off movie from 2010. So you know, it's it's kind of yeah, a, it's just a random thing. Yeah, it's not like yeah. it's a franchise. And uh, also the um, it says that they're shopping where it's going to go right now, mm-hmm. um, but that uh, the only detail they have is that it's said 30 years prior to the events of the first film, and that's right around the time the nuclear event. Happened. So it's going to be in the immediate aftermath of the nuclear event of that. It's kind film. of like a, a day one type of scenario. Yes. That could be cool depending on the effects. You know, the post apocalyptic genre, I think, is taking a big resurgence, especially with The Last of Us getting as popular as it has. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it makes sense that this is happening. Yeah. No, that's that is. Mm-hmm. 
awesome um yeah no look I, i'm intrigued by the show uh i'll probably yeah. take a look at it once we start seeing trailers and seeing stuff everything going on and hey maybe this will spark a rewatch of book of eli who knows but uh but what do you guys think in the comments let us know about john boyega starring in a book of eli prequel series as we, as we move on to our next movie nicholas what do you got to us next next to us next story comes to us from deadline uh matt damon and ben affleck are reteaming on a kidnapping tale animals for Netflix, Matt Damon set to star with Affleck directing. Sign me the fuck up. That, that, that's, all, that's all you had to say. Listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Damon and Affleck are always a solid pair. The, one, they are always a solid pair. Two, I think Ben Affleck is a phenomenal director. Anyone who watches the mm-hmm. show knows that I think that. And three, interesting that they're going to Netflix after going from Amazon. Um, something that's also going to be interesting is their production company, Artist Equity, is producing, which means that a lot of below-the-line people are going to be getting bonuses depending on how well the film does. And to me, with the new streaming, um, with the SAG strike and they have to release streaming numbers and stuff, I think that is going to be a big thing as to why they went to Netflix is because um, Netflix is the perfect audience for subscribers of a certain age to be like, oh, new Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie. And then it can really blow yeah. up on Netflix and, you know, be able to do that. I wonder if there's going to be a theatrical component to this. I would hope so just because of who I am as a person. But at the same time, I would mm-hmm. not be surprised since it's Netflix. Um, but yeah. Well, you know, they, may, I, they may push for that, though, given I, I assume their company is set up in a way about box office percentages as opposed to. Yes, but with that new deal, said. But, but with yeah. that new deal with the viewership numbers, maybe they work out the deal from that. You know, I I would yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Um, you know, I also think that uh, uh, Ben Affleck directing a kidnapping movie. Fuck yes! Are you kidding me? Um, and I think that's going to be also coming on the heels of some very exciting news about the Accountant Two also happening. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I totally forgot that they announced the yeah. Accountant Two. It shoots this year. Yeah. Listen, Gavin O'Connor better be coming back to direct that because I, I haven't heard otherwise. Big, so he should be big, big week for Ben Heads. Big week for Ben Heads, dude. I fucking love The Accountant. Okay, I'm going to talk <laughs> about that for a second. That movie has like a fifty something on Rotten Tomatoes. I love to watch movies that have like a fifty because it's right down the middle. You never know. That yeah. movie's great. It's not just good. That movie is great. I love I. It. I... I remember you when you went to was it Comic Con where you got interviewed by Rotten Tomatoes about yeah. like movies that are rotten and you went on a whole rant about um, uh, King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Yeah, I feel like the accountant was like right in your back pocket oh, where it's like I, I can had, give you another one if you yeah, want. Yeah, I had several ready to go. I had several ready to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like uh, I thought that movie was great. And like, I didn't think that we'd ever get a sequel. So I'm curious as to how that's going to happen, but I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I mean, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. And it, it definitely felt like a movie that should get a sequel. Yes. Listen, yes. I think what we need to build toward is getting a movie that features the accountant, the beekeeper, <laughs> and nobody a hundred percent. And let's just, and let's just see what happens. I listen. I would pay so much fucking money to watch that. I pay so much money. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. Studios, studios yeah. behind those movies. I would pay so much money to watch make that. Make it work. Please, mm-hmm. please make it work. 
but uh but yeah what, what do you guys think about um ben affleck and matt damon teaming up for a netflix film that ben affleck's going to direct and matt damon will star in and what do you think of the accountant two shooting this year fucking i want to hear your thoughts on that too uh nicholas what do you got for us next all right our next story comes to us uh from deadline um matthew vaughn director of kingsman and kick-ass and uh the upcoming argyle movie which i'm sure everyone has seen the trailer for um did an interview with Deadline to promote Argyle, and they kind of go through the movie. It's a very interesting read, but at the end, very just sort of hidden, it just sort of talks about his upcoming projects, uh, and there's a very interesting one that I will let Dalton run with. Uh, it says here at the bottom, Mar Films, his production company, has several projects in development, including a musical written by La La Land's Damien Chazelle that Vaughn plans to direct. Fuck yes are you kidding me are you joking one just a matthew vaughn musical 100 percent. i would love I to see that Kingsman three i dude yes but then you add it's written by damien chazelle i'm sorry thank you like i feel like that was like a gift yeah. for me personally and like and look Yes, this dives into questions as to like why Damien wouldn't want to direct the movie. I mean, I'm sure he got drugged through the fucking ringer about Babylon, a movie that fucking rules, by the way. And, you know, maybe he's like, "Ah, I wrote this thing, you know, do you want to make it? Bring it, bring it on. I want more of this. I want Mm -hmm. all of this. Yes. The answer is yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it could be a strategic thing, you know, La La Land, I think, is still his best movie, and maybe he just doesn't want to sort of solidify himself in that direction. True. You know, like, just, he doesn't want to just, you know, Babylon critically was kind of all over the place. I enjoyed it a lot, but, you know, maybe he just doesn't want to give the illusion that he's just going back to what worked instead of taking sort of big creative swings like Babylon did. Yeah, that's a really, really great point. I think you might hit the nail right on the head there and and also mm-hmm. i'm sure directing a musical is fucking hard and like you know oh yeah and not only would it be is going back to the well worth putting myself through one of the hardest jobs i've probably ever done you know and i mm-hmm. i think you hit it right on the head there yeah and listen i think that matthew vaughn his movies i've always very much enjoyed i know that they kind of get sort of mixed reception a lot but visually i've always found them very intriguing um you know the the scale that he's able to do the sort of showmanship and pageantry involved in that so i totally see a musical with that style just working very well a hundred percent i i think it's almost a a perfect marriage of musical with matthew vaughn's style it's almost why has it not happened yet yes i think a hundred percent 100%. Um, But yeah, what do you guys think about Matthew Vaughn directing a musical written by Damien Chazelle? I really hope this goes through. What a sentence. Uh, As we move on to our final news story of the day before the box office, Nicholas, what do you got for us next? Yes, our last story comes to us from The Hollywood Reporter. The search for Supergirl is on with Millie Alcock and Meg Donnelly screen testing in Atlanta as finalists for the role. Yes, so apparently Supergirl's down to two actresses, uh, and those are Millie Alcock and Meg Donnelly. Um, both of these actors have been working prolifically in the past few years. Um, 
a lot of mostly on TV. Uh, but yeah, listen, Millie Alcock Ra- most recently is uh, House of Dragons. Yeah, yeah. And listen, the race is on. It's between these two. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we heard about things like this when uh, the Superman casting was ramping up. And uh, also, I wouldn't be surprised if whoever doesn't get the role ends up still ending up in the movie, kind of like the Nicholas Holt situation. But mm-hmm. um, but listen, this just goes to show that I think this means that she's going to be in Superman Legacy. And I think the article kind of hints at that as well. Because like, yes, it's James Gunn universe. And yes, he's going to have a hand in casting everything. But I also think he wouldn't be casting for a movie that's coming out in 10 years, unless like five years, unless something is going to involve that person soon. Well, what's interesting too, is you would think that, you know, like whoever directs would want sort of relatively a say in it, you know? So I think he's trying to do a lot of casting up front so that he has control. I mean, he's the studio head and CEO. His, his say, his word is final regardless. Yeah. But, you know, he, if that's the case, he doesn't have to sort of have that situation with the director who wants to say in the casting process where you say, here's your Supergirl. Pitch me your movie. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, uh, and, and we've seen situations like that before. Sorry, I interrupted you, but like no, uh, Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, you know, Zack Snyder had cast Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. And Patty Jenkins was vocal about how she didn't love the fact that she didn't have just she couldn't cast the role but when she was working on the project she was like oh i see why she was cast you know like and it kind of became a marriage there what were you going to say i'm sorry oh no and there's nothing wrong with that you know he's in charge of the creative universe and the overseeing thing that there are certain pieces that want to come together but i hope that when it comes to supergirl's role in the superman legacy movie that she actually has a a purpose for being in the movie narratively and it doesn't feel sort of shoehorned in just so the casting was done listen you, you say we, that we, I, yeah. I, I, have, I have a feeling it's going to be like a post-credit scene well because well and that and that's fine even if it is like the tease whatever be it mm-hmm. just to set up the greater thing but there's already rumors of several of the um uh who's the group that they're doing a movie for i can't think of their name the movie or the, the show the the creature commandos no there's a movie with like it was a random oh the comment. authority the authority there's already mm-hmm. rumors of several members of the authority um being in nathan fillion is playing a green lantern mm-hmm. you know and that's not to say that he's the green lantern in a green lantern movie but it, it, it's interesting to see how many hawk girl is in it you know just who's already been cast i hope that there is a greater purpose to them being in it as opposed to just serving quick like and i'm just solidifying this casting and then we can move on yeah it sounds like it's going to be a lot of world building just kind of establishing Mm -hmm. that the dcu world that he's creating is a world that already has a bunch of heroes in it and yeah yeah i think it's going to mostly kind of be establishing that but yeah, I thought that this was interesting that it's coming down to just two people, and I I feel like within weeks we'll know who's playing Supergirl. Well, what, we'll know for what, sure. What's interesting about it too is I've heard great things about Millie Alcock's performance in House of Dragon. Um, I believe there was a time jump involved, so I think she is sort of clear of the schedule, unless they're going to do uh. like flashbacks that would involve her. But my understanding is she's not necessarily in it as anymore like i think they recast 
mid-season with an older actress for a time jump. Because that would, I feel like, be of a concern is trying to figure out that scheduling because it's not like Game of Thrones is a small show. Yeah. But then again, Pedro Pascal is able to be in everything still while also being in The Last of Us. Um, True. But what's also interesting in the article, Meg Donnelly, I guess she got big on a Disney show, Zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently in the last few animated things, TVs and movies, she has been the voice for Supergirl. Oh, really? Yeah, which is an interesting thing. But with that, there's confusion because James Gunn has sort of also said that if you're going to voice the character in animated, yeah, you're going to play them in live action. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious then if that would play a factor in to avoid confusion of, well, then are these canonical because she voices them or whatnot. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a good point. Um, I also think when it comes to the other one's schedule, um, since both projects are Warner Brothers Discovery, they tend to be nice about uh, being able to let them do both. Okay. And especially because like if the studio is paying for it, right? So it's like, hey, you casted me on House of the Dragon. You casted me as Supergirl. If you want me to do both, you're going to have to work around. You're going to have to figure this out. For yeah. me. And they'll typically make it happen. I imagine uh, David Cornswell was probably there to screen test with them. Because I feel like that, that would be. Oh, yeah, show. that's an important dynamic. Well, because if they don't have the the plot or idea for Supergirl yet, there's no need to screen test at that point, you know, because seeing how she interacts with their cousins, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be the important dynamic to showcase. 100%. 100%. And uh, what do you guys think about the race for Supergirl coming down to Millie Alcock and Meg Donnelly? It's getting close, and we're probably going to find out who it is soon. Let us know in the comments below as we move on to the box office! Starbucks. Nicholas, please pull up our very wrong predictions. All right, I've got it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Dalton, you had Mean Girls, Beekeeper, Wonka, ISS, and Origin. Okay. I had mean, mean Girls, Beekeeper, Wonka, Origin, and Godzilla minus one minus color. Oh, Nicholas. Oh, boy. So here's what I want to point out. As we always mm-hmm. say, these are the Sunday estimates, and we'll put the final Monday numbers in the description below. Yeah. This is one where the final Monday numbers could change the outcome. Because there's a $100,000 difference between one and two. Oh, wow. And I checked with the trades, too, to see if anyone else is reporting this, and both Deadline and Variety are saying the same thing. Coming in first... The Beekeeper only dropping 14% from week two to week three and making $7.4 million. Hell yeah. Got to protect the hive. Uh, Mean Girls coming in second with 7.3. So there's that $100,000 difference dropping 37% from week two to week three. Wonka coming in third, making $5.9 million. Uh, migration staying in the top five coming in fifth making 5.1 million dollars and my fatal flaw anyone but you staying in the top five only dropping 11 percent from week five to week six making another 4.8 million dollars before we dive yeah before we dive into more uh, a couple box office things i wanted to point out 
Um, Godzilla minus one made two point six million dollars uh, because of the re-release of the minus color. Um, Aquaman made another two point eight. Um, getting a forty-three percent increase was poor things because it also got released in more theaters since the Oscar nominations. Yeah. And getting a sixty-five percent increase was American Fiction also getting released in more theaters. Uh, the Oscar nominations will do that. Uh, Origin made another $1.4 million. ISS dropped 55%. Standard drop. That movie is kind of unfortunately kind of dead in the water. It made another $1.3 million. And let's dive into some box office totals now. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has made $412 million worldwide. It's only at two times its budget. It will probably be a slight money loser for the studio. Anyone but you is now at $126 million worldwide. God damn. Good for that movie. Uh, Migration has officially crossed $200 million at $206 million worldwide. It's almost three times its budget. Hey, let's go Migration. That's the sequel. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, Wonka has made $552 million worldwide. Jesus Christ. Good for Timothy. Out of nowhere. Listen, some people just like a feel-good movie. Listen, don't doubt the director of Paddington, ever. Listen, listen. Timmy's got the star power, too. He does. He really mm -hmm. does. Um, mean Girls has a total box office of $76 million worldwide on a budget of 36 So 2.1, it's got a little bit more to go to get profitability, but it's still $76 million more than it would have made had it come out on Paramount+. Plus. And, and the beekeeper and now it's a total of 86 million dollars worldwide please get to 100 i would love so much to see beekeeper get to 100 uh but nicholas let's go ahead and do our predictions for next week because it's going to get interesting all right i uh so is argyle the major release for that week all right listen that's the only big release but The Chosen TV show is releasing episodes one through three of its fourth season in theaters. And last time they did that, it did fucking bank. That is good to know. All right. I have my predictions. Hit me. All right. I'm going to go Argyle, number one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Beekeeper, number two. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Mean Girls, number three. Wonka, number four. And the chosen number five. Okay. 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 I'm going to go similar, but I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Argyle number one. Mm -hmm. Beekeeper number two. Yep. Mean Girls number three. Yep. Chosen number four. Ooh. And Wonka number five. All right. So we're just flipping of... four and five there. A little switcheroo. A little switcheroo, a little facts went on there. Yes, yes. Uh, guys, we'd also love to see your box office predictions. Please leave them in the comments below. And also, uh, this week, be on the lookout for our next episode where we talk about our favorite Oscar snubs in regard to nominations. And this week, be on the lookout for the review for Argyle, which will drop at its review embargo date. And be on the lookout for a review of Sometimes I Think About Dying, the new film starring Daisy Ridley. And if it's not already out, maybe it posted the day before. Whoops. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you on the next show.